The defendant's commission of these four murders over a 10-day period is one of the worst killing sprees in the history of this state. Skin them sometimes, uh, slit them, slit them all the way open. Uh, I'm here looking for the spirits of anybody that still remains. I have a device in my hand. If you would like to talk to it, please come forward. Tell me your story. Maybe I should have killed four or five hundred people. Then I would have felt better. Then when I felt like I really offered society something. You are listening to Serial Spirits, the podcast. Welcome, guys, to another Serial Snippet, a part of Serial Spirits, the podcast. It's me, Brendan Shea. And joining me today, I have two special people who are from New England, and they are ghost hunters, just like me and Weebs. But more importantly, they are unbelievers. And that is a cool title to have. If you don't know anything about what an unbeliever is, so if you're not a fan of the show and you're just now tuning in uh there was a podcast that was my favorite podcast of all time called the unbelievable podcast and from the ashes of the unbelievable podcast arose the unbelievers who started a spinoff called the unbelievers podcast so uh if you're an unbeliever it's kind of a cool title to have because it meant you were a huge fan of the show and like i've said all the time it is one of my favorite podcasts to this date so joining me today is Amelia and Beth, and they are the hosts of Ghost Hunting in New England. It's a new podcast, and it should be your favorite spooky podcast. They have been conducting investigations in New England, interviewing investigators and reviewing ghost news. Future plans include more investigations, more interviews, a series of episodes about abandoned mental hospitals from the New England area being featured on Boston Free Radio and not being visited by demons, which we all, you know, if you know anything about Zach Bagans, he has them constantly following him around. Uh, new episodes are on Wednesday night at Boo O'Clock. Ha ha ha. That's 8 o'clock p.m. I'm assuming Eastern Standard Time. The podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and YouTube. So, ladies, welcome to a episode of Serial Snippet. Uh... Why don't you uh, introduce yourselves? Yeah, thank you so much for having us on. Um, I'm Amelia. I'm Beth. And yeah, we're the hosts of Ghost Hunting in New England. Uh, we, a brand new podcast, just started really recently. And uh, we're so excited to be here with you. Well, I'm excited to have you guys. You know, I heard uh, Russ Ryan on the Unbelievers podcast give you guys a shout out. So I checked you guys out and I thought, you know, we're doing these little these little interviews. Why not get some uh, new faces on the scene and see what they have going on? So I'm going to go ahead and start with the generic question, the, gen- the question that I hate being asked on an interview. But why ghost hunting? What got you guys involved in the paranormal field? So... That's a really good question. I think Beth and I both come at it from different experiences, but one of the main things between us is that our grandmother was very involved in psychic work, um, a little bit of mediumship. So just within our family, we, I guess you could say it's passed down, kind of a psychic... Spookiness. Spookiness. 
Um, and our family is very religious. So, you know, I mean, when you talk about religion, you still have angels and demons. And just for me growing up, um, I always had really strange things going on around um, constantly, especially when I was a teenager. I had some really scary stuff happen, and it just kind of carried on into my adult life. Um, I got really into actual ghost hunting um, a couple years ago. I had some friends who were into it, and then I had a very haunted business. So we had to call some ghost hunters in um, to do some research where we are and do some banishing. And it was really interesting, and I just loved it. So we kind of kept going from there. Yeah, that's where, you know, a lot of us get that start. We all have that weird uh, family history of hauntings. And, you know, I come from a huge religious family, too, and we have the psychic abilities there, too. But I would like to know a little bit more about this haunted business. So I own a business in Wellesley, Massachusetts. And when you're starting a new business, um, you're there pretty much all the time. Um, it's in the food industry. So I had um, a different cafe I was at during the day, and then I was down here setting up between um, probably like 6 p.m. to about 3 in the morning every night for about two, three weeks straight. And one day, the landlord was downstairs with me, and I said, you know, Tori, your building's haunted. And he just laughed and said, you're a lot more perceptive than most people. Now, the building's been in his family for three generations. He's 84 years old, so a very long time. And he went upstairs and got me all these clippings of different news articles that had been written about the hauntings going on in the building. Um, there were two murders here um, in the early 1900s. And we believe, um, I know for sure, that one of the guys still haunts the basement. So his name is Joseph McCarthy, which is a funny name, but... Um, all my equipment would kind of turn on and off. Sinks would start turning on and off. Um, I feel a lot of like cold spots within. In certain bathrooms, you can hear whispering sometimes, which is really scary. Um, I don't. We don't use those ones anymore. Um, and then <laughs> it totally freaked us out. Um, but light bulbs were constantly going off all the time, and that's um, was one of the biggest takeoffs for me. Is so often when you have a presence they travel through the electricity, which is, you know, why people use EMF readers and things like that. So we replaced all the light bulbs in my store, each light bulb probably about four times in the first six months we were here. We had the electric companies coming in. We had, you know, I, I mean, you know, non-paranormal people coming to figure out what this problem is. And it wasn't until we had it really investigated and had some banishings done that things stopped. And then, you know, they started again. And all of a sudden, we'd be getting ready for breakfast, and on three separate occasions, uh, loaves of bread flew off of counters just out of nowhere. No one anywhere near them, anything like that. So, yeah, it was pretty wild. And that's how we got involved with the group Boston Paranormal Investigators. And now things have really calmed down, so it's a lot better over here. But from there, yeah, we just liked ghost hunting. Beth, how did you guys meet? I mean, how? What was the? Uh, what brought you two together? You. you we're <laughs> what did you say? Well, we're cousins. So. Oh. <laughs> oh. 
Yeah, well, that would make sense because you said yeah because you said your family. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. So your cousins and you know like that's that's an even cooler bond when you can do that kind of stuff with your family members. I mean, unfortunately, I don't have that. Uh, I really don't have anybody in my family who's like super into it like I am. So I'm kind of like the black sheep when it comes to it. But that's that's awesome. That's a really cool. Uh, I've I don't I don't think I've ever really met anybody who's related that's in the field like that with each other. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. And and you guys business partners too or no no no. So you guys got into podcasting, and what what made you want to go down the road of podcasting and uh, bring these stories to light? Amelia went and did a class through the Somerville Media Center about how to be a podcaster. She had this other idea that is not totally put to bed yet. So um, she had this other idea, and she wanted to run with it. And but she she really wasn't like getting it off the ground. And we went out, we talk about this in the market basket episode that we did. Um, we had gone to go investigate that market basket in Wilmington and we stopped off for dinner at a little restaurant in Woburn. And in the course of having dinner, um, we, we just got to talking and suddenly we were going to do a ghost hunting podcast. Yeah, our waitress, we were t- she's like, where are you guys going? We were like, oh, we're going to go do a ghost hunt at the market basket. She was like, oh, do you have an Instagram? We were like, we should make an Instagram. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we should make a podcast. This can be the podcast. And we've had a ton of fun doing it so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, podcasting is like, you know, I've been investigating the paranormal for over a decade now. And it just got to the point where it's like I have more fun doing this than actually going out anymore. Um, I'm part of a crew, actually, that uh, we really focus on saving historic buildings, saving historic landmarks. And we, um, my one of my friends, he actually owns a 72,000 square foot haunted asylum called Madison Seminary. It's right on the shores of Lake Erie. And we put so much in the last two years, so much work into saving this building. But this place is so haunted, it's not even funny. You know, I just decided that you know, we started doing that and restoring these buildings and these properties and it just became like so fun and that that became like, maybe we should do this because, you know, as investigators, if you want to learn about the haunted, you really have to look at the history of a place too. Yeah. And especially you, you own, you own a business in a very old haunted building. Yeah. You have the luxury of finding out the history easy because, you know, the guy who owns the building has been in his family for th- three generations and he has, you know, an idea of what this place was and what could, what happened here. And that to me is so because it gives you a easy ability to understand maybe what you're walking into when you walk into these places. And I don't know if any of the places you've been, if you guys look at the history or if that's a very important part of your research that you do. So for me, um, and Beth, obviously, a big part sometimes is just going and someone will say somewhere's haunted. We'll go and we will check it out. And afterwards is when we actually do the history. Like we just did an investigation last week that is coming out tonight on our podcast about a house in Weymouth. And we went and we got some great stuff there. We got a lot of video, some photographic evidence. And then afterwards, I went online and I was looking up the house, and that's when you start finding the depths or you start finding out kind of what happens there. So sometimes I look beforehand, but sometimes I actually like to look afterwards to see, because 
yeah, one thing about it's so, so, so easy to convince yourself there's something there. Does that make sense? Like, oh, if, yeah, yeah, that makes 100% sense. If you already go in there knowing, okay, there was this violent death or there was this, you know, strange thing that happened. Okay, well, that's who's here, right? And, like, they must be here. And then it's almost you convincing yourself that you have evidence or things like that versus just going in open-minded, could be haunted, couldn't be haunted, and seeing what you get. And then after the fact, when you get something, you're like, okay, now we have to find out what happened and who this is and what's going on. And especially when you capture that piece of evidence that, you know, you can tie it back to that and then you have a direct idea of like, wow, this could be this person. Yeah. You guys have been ghost hunting how long now? Um, so for our podcast, like two months, but overall, probably like three or four years. Okay. And you, what, what do you think about some of this? And that's how, do you guys go old school and just walk in with voice recorders or do you try to buy every gadget that's on the market? Uh, we go old school. Definitely. Um, we have an EMF reader and we go in with like a camcorder, some regular cameras and just um, voice recorder. And that's it. That's all we do. We don't, we definitely don't go all out. Sometimes we work with different groups who do go all out. Um, for me personally, I don't think I've ever seen a lot come off of these like high end, like, you know, the lasers that go all over the walls or um, anything like that. So we, we just can't get old school. Some of the best evidence I think I've ever caught is like I always tell people 80% of the stuff you're going to catch is going to be audio. Yeah. So I definitely like a recorder, normally do catch a lot of good EVPs in locations. And there's a lot of times where you don't catch anything, but people right. just think because you go into a ghost hunt that you're going to catch something, but that's not always the case. It's usually not the case in my experience. <laughs> I mean, we, we go all the time and just, we don't find anything. So that makes it even more exciting when you do. Mm-hmm. That's the cool part too. And that's what I was saying about the history. If you can do the history and then you or or you don't know the history and you get some cool evp and then you tie it back to the history it's like holy crap and yeah that see it's it's like fishing you know you sit in you sit at a lake or a pond for hours and hours on end but when you catch that one fish that's like oh it made your whole day and with some paranormal activity you could be sitting there for eight hours and you have 20 seconds of an experience it just makes the whole night worthwhile because you experience something that is otherworldly and you can't explain it Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll have both of you talk about your most memorable paranormal experience. Um, I don't really want to talk about that here. Okay. That's understandable. But I can. Okay. I can talk about the one that was at mom's house last week. That'll work. All right. So we went and did a hunt, uh, last the, the one, the episode that's coming out tonight on our podcast, uh, the hunt that we did was actually at my mother's house um, because obviously I've lived there and I've been through a lot of stuff there. And so the big event that I would have happen there is I would uh, be down in my bedroom in the basement and there were just always footsteps and they would go right across the floor above me, but they would never come back. So it was just like these ghostly footsteps. Um, 
And then uh, a couple years later, my brother moved into the basement and he started reporting footsteps that would go from one, one end of the house to the other and never come back in the middle of the night. And um, so, I mean, there was something there. It would walk around and it would bump into the furniture occasionally. It was almost like it didn't like where the furniture was. So um, that for me was one of the, the big ones that kind of got me really interested in like doing the actual ghost hunting part of it. Um, but so for me, one of my most memorable experiences with the paranormal was I was 16 years old. Um, I was in my obviously parents house asleep at night and all of a sudden I just woke up and I was wide awake out of nowhere and I just sat up in bed and all of a sudden I had my little CD player, you know, and in my CD player, there was this band I was listening to called The Plasmatics, and they had this song, Prince of Darkness. And all of a sudden, my CD player just went on. That song came on out of nowhere. My cell phone rang. Um, and it was my little flip phone. And I looked at it, so I had a voicemail. So I listened to my voicemail. And it was the very first message I ever left for my friend Sarah. And I was like, this is really weird. And you know when you just get like chills and like sweats and it just doesn't feel right? So I, I turned everything off. I was like, this, I just felt weird. Um, I actually remember walking down to my brother's room and being like, hey, I had like a weird dream or something. I don't know. I was just freaked out. Anyway, I get, um, this was over winter break from school. We go back to school. I'm talking to my friend Sarah. And that night her father passed away. And it freaked me out forever. And to this day, I still get chills thinking about that night. It was very, very weird. Um, some other weird stuff had happened after that um, regarding her dad. And it was bizarre. It was very bizarre. That is crazy. Them. It's just a weird coincidence in the buildup of things that happen like, yes. like that. It's, it's pretty nuts. Yeah. I've heard a lot of stories like that. Yeah. I mean, it was bizarre so anybody who's not listened to your podcast what you know obviously it's called it's about ghost hunting it's got ghost hunting in the title mm -hmm. the podcast you guys have obviously it has ghost hunting in the title do you guys talk about cases that you work on or just stories you know and and uh things that you've read like different locations that you want to visit like what for people who've never heard your podcast, you say that you guys like really dive into uh, both. Um, we do our own investigations and then we talk about them. Um, we do interviews with other paranormal investigators. Um, we recently did uh, an episode where we did ghosts in the news. And so we went out and we found some news stories about ghosts and basically rated them to like, is this, is this true or is this bullshit? Um, so we, we went with, with that as a, an episode and we got a lot of really positive feedback on that one. People thought that that was a good episode. Um, but then we'll, our, our idea about it from the start was that it would be ghost hunts. It would be interviews. Um, and we could even like come in and just like read our favorite ghost stories. Like yeah, so like legends people, from the yeah. area, things like that. Um, we're also doing something right now we're working on where, you know, when you tell people you do a podcast like this, everyone wants to tell you their ghost story. Yep. So we're working on something now where it's like drive-by ghost stories because, you know, someone has their story. It's only every two minutes. 
So we're compiling a giant list from all these people we've talked to, and we're going to start looping those into the ends of episodes. That's actually a pretty cool idea. I love when, you know, people start finding podcasts, you know, and they start falling in love with them and the podcasters themselves will include their fan bases. I think that's why the Unbelievable Podcast was such, you know, uh, a turn on of a show for me because they did that all the time. And that's, you know, that's what made it so fun is because you could actually, these people weren't untouchable. They're just normal people doing what they love. And, you know, they, they interacted with their fans and included their fans in the show. And I think that's, that's a really cool trait to have as part of, you know, being a podcaster. Absolutely. And it creates such an awesome network of people, you know, when, when you can do that and people can reach out to each other, like how we found you and you found us. And, um, yeah. 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 And I've, you know, as long as I've been doing this, I've met some really amazing people in this field. And as time goes on, you know, I'm starting to slowly dwindle into the true crime genre because yeah, it's just there's so much so much in depth to it. But uh, yeah, I have found an incredible group of people being involved in the paranormal field and from people all walks of life all over the country. I mean, you guys are in Boston, like especially in podcasting with the unbelievable podcast network like everybody i have some really good friends you know i became pretty close with the unbelievers host russ uh drea rob dude you know what we talk on a regular basis and it's just i've never met any of them but we all can talk like we've been friends for forever and that's what's so great about this this network of podcasting we have going on it's 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 fun yes totally agree so I want to know what made what turns you guys on to being unbelievers. Oh, so um, how I got into it was I posted something on my Facebook about um, aliens and how the government had. Um, it was when they found all the files in the Pentagon about how the government had been funding alien research or UFO research, and I put something about it on my Facebook, and I was like why isn't everyone talking about this? This is like the most exciting moment of my life. And one of my friends who actually um, owns another cafe in Boston sent me this private message and was like, hey, have you ever heard of this podcast? And I was like, no. And he was like, they talk about Tom DeLonge a lot. I think you'd like it. And I was like, okay, great. So my first um, unbelievable episode was the Tom DeLonge episodes, uh, the four-part series. And I was totally obsessed. I'm not going to lie. Like by the end of the first episode, I was like, wow, these people curse a lot. But like by like episodes two and three, I just loved it and listened to the whole, whole thing, all the archives. Um, you know, it's just fun and exciting and it's cool to find, um, other people interested in this stuff. I'd say a lot of times with, especially with my professional life you can't really go around necessarily talking about cryptozoology all day so (laughs) when you you find something like silly and fun and other people who are into it just as much as you are um it becomes great and i became obsessed and then i was the one i told beth about it now she's listening too yeah sometimes you really can't let your your creepy kid out you know to everybody (laughs) right that's the thing. But, um, but it, it's good to have a network of people, too, that you can just be like, guys, I found this, and you just post about it, and everybody wants to have a conversation about it, and yes. it's, it's fun. It, it is really fun. 
Or even when you find like a funny meme and you're like, oh, I wish I could show everyone this so they're gonna think I'm so weird. And then you just throw it out to the unbelievers. Everyone's like, oh yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so are you guys planning a trip to the Mothman Festival this year? Uh, we are not as of right now. Um, a lot of people have asked us about that. The problem is that it's in September, which Beth is a teacher and, um, it's not, a, I, I work in a college town, so it's with our work schedules, it just doesn't work out, but we could try. Yeah, that's, um, like, I went last year and actually my, you know, my girlfriend, Annie, she's from Huntington, West Virginia, and she lives like, it's 40 minutes away and she had never been. And I have heard about it for years and I had never been till you know, the unbelievable podcast, everybody said, oh yeah, we're going to start going. And I went last year and met a bunch of the unbelievers and it was so much fun. I mean, we had such a blast. We walked around those TNT bunkers in the middle of the night. It was, it was awesome. It was a good time. Oh, that's so cool. So I highly recommend. We should figure it out. Yeah, just go ahead and get a substitute teacher. Just be like, I'll oh, take yeah. care of my kids for a couple of days. It, it's fun though, but it's it'll be a far drive for you guys. But uh, it, yeah, it's, it's yeah. worth it's worth the trip. It's probably what like twelve hours from here. Where is it? West Virginia. Oh yeah. Yeah. I drive probably about twelve hours because I uh Ever? I live in cent I live in Central Ohio and it's about ten hours to because I'm originally from New York so it's about ten hours eleven hours to New York from where I'm at so. Yeah, I think when I've done it before, it's been about 12 oh, hours. It's over a weekend. Oh, yeah. Great. Oh, see the temptations there. You can join the Unbelievers and we the Mothman Festival. <laughs> so what do you guys have next on the agenda? For uh, You got any upcoming investigations? Anything you want to you know, plug out there? Like, you know, a, another ghost hunting team you work with? Uh, anything? Yeah, so we work a lot with um, Boston Paranormal Investigators. And um, so give them a plug because they're awesome and great. Um, we're actually interviewing. Um, so next week's episode is an interview we're doing with another unbeliever, William Fox. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very excited yeah. for this one. Um, that should be very, very cool. We're really. So he works with um, Long Island Paranormal Investigators. And then what else is coming up? We are. We have a new. Uh, theme song coming um courtesy of aaron say his last name aaron show another aaron yeah a uh so that is exciting and um yeah from there for our ghost hunts we're working out the details right now we're trying to get up to this very haunted restaurant up in new hampshire southern new hampshire um so we're trying to figure it out with their management team um how to get in there we have um, a few ins at some local colleges and universities to try to investigate over the summer when the students are gone. Um, so that should be very exciting. Uh, I'm actually most excited for that because I feel like you always hear stories about haunted dorms. Um, so I think that would be a lot of fun. Especially, I hear a lot about drunk undergrads. <laughs> but especially, well, yeah, that that goes with the territory. Right. <laughs> Uh, you know, especially up in Boston where there's so many universities and schools. So we think that's going to be cool. And then um, Beth is working on right now doing a, a full thing that's just going to take a couple of episodes up on different um, abandoned insane asylums in the New England region. So that should be yeah. very, very cool. We're really looking forward to that. There's nothing better than an old insane asylum. 
I know. There's so many up this way. <laughs> Did you guys ever travel outside New England, or you primarily just want to stay there, like um, as far as investigating? For right now, I think we're planning on staying here. Um, I just, you know, there is so much in New England. I mean, it's one of the older parts of the country, so there's a lot to investigate here. But um, beyond that, even in our personal lives, I have a 90-hour work schedule, and Beth also has a very crazy work schedule and family life. So um, logistically, it's kind of hard for us to <laughs> get out of New England. Although I would not be... A I would not object to going to Sleepy Hollow in New York round about Halloween time. Oh, that yes. would be, that would actually be really fun. That would be, I, I would love to do that. I would love to travel up to the Adirondacks and that, that creepy time of year. Yeah. It'd be really fun. So before we, uh, we wrap this up, ladies, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us where people can find your podcast, uh, the time, uh, the day you air and how they can contact you guys if they have stories they would like to submit. Great. So our podcast airs every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Spotify. And you can contact us at um, ghosthuntinginnewengland at gmail.com or if you visit our website, ghosthuntinginnewengland.com there is a contact form right there that gets sent straight to us. You can also find us on all of your favorite social media, oh, Facebook, yeah. Instagram, Twitter, um, just ghost hunting in New England, and we should come up. Hell yes, ladies. Well, thank you so much for taking time to talk with me. Uh, it's always a pleasure to meet new people, especially unbelievers and unbeliever nation, man. Unbeliever nation. Yes, thank you so much. This has been so great. We really appreciate it. Hey, anytime, anytime you guys want, you know, to come on and talk about ghost hunting or any creepy kind of stuff, you know, I'm your Huckleberry, so just hit me up. <laughs> well, thank All you. Right, great. Thank you. All right. Thank you. You sit for weeks and Spider build a symphony. Once again, thank you for listening to Serial Spirits, the podcast. Check us out weekly on Paranormal Warehouse at paranormalwarehouse.com, on iTunes at Serial Spirits, and on SoundCloud. Please rate and review the show. Follow us on all your social media apps. Facebook at www.facebook.com backslash Serial Spirits, on Twitter at Serial Spirits, and on Instagram. Until next time, be aware and be safe. Stays weighted by the brass bugs base weight amidst the trees debris there's bug bits on everything suspended perfectly by perfect weaves a 
about as pristine as they tend to. Temporary, you watch it up.